Welcome to Spirituality, the podcast that heals through love, light, and laughter. I'm Brandon. And I'm India. Brandon and I have had such a divine journey back to one another. And we are certain that what we've learned so far has the power to change the actual world. We started out, as all of us do, as kids with big dreams and lots of love to offer. But we quickly allowed the realities of this world to separate us from ourselves and one another. From acting together in our third grade showcase. <laughs> Where you were the literal big cheese. <laughs> yes, I really was. <laughs> to traveling the globe, sharing our art, and even working with children, our paths have been directly aligned. All of this was occurring despite the fact that we hadn't been friends or even had a real conversation with one another since elementary school. And elementary and middle school, whoo, for us, we were just mean to each other. Yes, we were. And it took a long time for me to get to a place of forgiveness for how I treated people when I was younger. And now I know that those behaviors were not and are not reflective of who I am. I was hurting, I was afraid, and I had lost sight of my own light. Though I still always felt it tingling somewhere within, it was just buried under a lot of trauma. Mm -hmm. I think it took me to start working with kids to realize that who I had become was a few dominant combinations of survival techniques I picked up throughout life to be safe and feel safe. That really led me to give myself permission to release those beliefs and not only let them go, but thank them. You know, thank that inner child who became so brave to fight back with words, had to be witty, sharp-tongued, and clap back. Um, in exchange, I feel like it trained my brain for creativity and problem solving. So it's the releasing it and the being grateful for it for me. <laughs> And we are literally the same person. <laughs> and now <laughs> I know that I am a vessel of love and so are you. Anxiety, fear, low self-esteem and abandonment issues no longer cloud what I know to be true. I finally feel free to love openly and pursue the deepest desires of my heart without reservation. And I want to share that message with the entire world. I feel you there. For me, I literally wrote down every hurtful thing, every painful thing I ever heard or believed about myself and burned them in a fire. <laughs> I love that. So after 25 years, like, let's just get back to loving one another the way that we did when we were kids. What do you say, bestie? I say, yeah. Yo, let's go. <laughs> Okay, we're live. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, we have some viewers. Right. What do we do? Should we do it? Should we do our cheers to the first episode? Cheers to the first episode. Oh, look at us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're so giggly just because I mean, I, I'm just really excited that we are starting this thing. Like, we both feel like this is it this is what we should be doing everything just happened so naturally and i am so excited to just hop into episode one with you brandon me too me too i'm so ready man i've been waiting for it this whole week this week has been just lessons coming to me integration and i'm just ready to share i'm ready yeah. to share should we jump so, in or? <laughs> yeah let's hop on in there then right. okay so Every every week we're gonna start with a segment called um, a, it's gonna be a light lesson. So basically, it's gonna be um, healing through the lens of the spirit, through the lens of light, 
and uh, just making some of those connections there. Um, so today's light lesson, we're talking about about four words, and I'm gonna go to the root, uh, the root language of these words, where they come from, and what they mean, and how those uh, kind of clue us into where we are um, when we are, you know, healing. So these four words are trauma, trigger reflection and enlightened. So let's start with trauma, okay? Trauma is a, a Greek word, it means wound. Um, so let's talk about trauma. Scientifically, what happens when we experience trauma? Um, so basically, to summarize, you know, there's uh, some kind of stressor, it overloads our nervous system, uh, our body goes into, it halts, goes into flight or, uh, flight or fight mode. And uh, when that body halts, energy cannot flow through. Whatever's happening, that traumatic energy cannot flow through the body and process through. So what happens is it gets stuck in the tissues and the muscles and the organs, um, and it stays there. And uh, the senses are heightened, and uh, the senses are heightened. I think, I believe, so, you know, whatever is happening externally can be stored for later, for processing later. Um, so a trauma is like an energetic wound, okay? What I'm really about to teach you is how your body is a meat suit time machine created to expand and heal consciousness. I know it sounds crazy, right? Just follow me. All right. So, all right. So first, your body is encompassed by by spirit, by light. Okay, uh, the universe. You can say that source, God, uh, whatever you want to personally identify with, is flowing through your body as consciousness, uh, manifesting physically. Uh, to expand awareness, to expand consciousness. And humans, we only May see- I pause and just okay. let them know. Please, if you have, since we have live viewers, please add your comments, like ask questions because we didn't get any listener letters. So please ask your questions, make comments, and then we'll be able to talk about it during that. Yeah, session. this is whole, this is interactive here. Yes. So uh, <laughs> we welcome you to that. Um, all right, so- all right, so your body's encompassed by by light, by spirit, okay? Humans, in, in our human form, we can only see a certain spectrum, uh, within a certain spectrum of the whole uh, the whole spectrum of light. You know, we see the rainbow colors and that's about it. But there's much, much more to the densities and frequencies of light uh, than what we're able to perceive with our eyes, okay? Some people can see auras, some people can see energy fields. Um, so because we have this energetic wound in our energy field, okay, that's manifested physically in our body, stored in our body, in our memories, uh, it's like a, think of it like a tear in your energy field, okay? You poke a hole in the light and then there's some little, little darkness there. Um, what happens is when that energy, uh, that energy, it acts as like a distress signal, okay? Like a beacon uh, to the physical realm, well, it will start to pull your consciousness back to that unprocessed trauma, okay? This is called a trigger, okay? Trigger is a Dutch word, comes from the word trekken, which means to pull, okay? So whenever you experience a trigger, you know, via people, situations, happenings, um, the goal is that the energy can be processed and released. So it's going to pull your consciousness back to that time, pull up those files you stored in your brain uh, at that time, those sensory files, uh, that's why a lot of times um, smells trigger people, things that sights trigger people, the touch, things, how things feel, they all trigger, can be triggering to people because uh, they manifest in the body. So when this distress signal is released, uh, all of these things, these situations in the physical realm, they come, they attract uh, to that resonance in order to be healed and released, okay? 
So just to reiterate, your trauma has an energy frequency that literally manifests complementary triggers to heal. Okay. So triggers. Okay. It's basically like, I think of them as like encoded blessings. And I'll tell you like, before I have a story, we'll get into the next section of like my brother this week. But and to me, triggers are like encoded blessings. They're opportunities from the universe to heal. And they just loop around, you know, mm -hmm. bypass trigger, bypass healing. They loop around. This is where patterns come in and they loop around. That's the nature of the universe until it's healed. Until it's healed. Yes. Like I say that one more time for the people in the back. They loop around until it's healed. That's just keep it coming is. back. You know, people and people are always like, I don't know why. I don't know why this keeps happening. I don't know why people because you have not healed that trigger. It's going to keep coming until you heal that trauma. That's the point of it. It's a reminder from the universe. You still have this pain here. You still are judging yourself for this reason. Mm -hmm. So here's a reminder of that. So you can finally heal it and release it. Right. Okay. So then let's talk about reflection. This is another word. Okay. It comes from the Latin root reflectere, which means to bend back. Okay. So I looked up this and I was like, oh, to bend back. I'll be damned if we're bending back our light, our consciousness, like a spotlight onto that trigger that happened to us before, you know, spiritually, energetically, our conscious, our energy field is going back to that unresolved trauma to heal it, to shine light on that little poke, little poked hole that we poked in there with that was darkness, that's an energy wound. So we're going back to that time, shining light on it so it can be examined, okay? And this is a part of reflection. So trauma wound, a tear in the darkness it's like a little black hole in our energy field and then what do black holes do they pull light towards it they pull everything towards it okay so when we bypass bypass these triggers those black holes they grow uh and then you you may know those people or it may have been one of those people where um certain things you kind of you get engulfed by those by those dark spaces in us those black holes they become engulfed and they swallow us up and they eat our soul away you know if it's a really big trigger and in this way i like to kind of look at things like macro micro macrocosm microcosm like you are the universe the universe is you as above so below it's all a reflection of a reflection of a reflection of a reflection <laughs> fragmented on down to the physical plane so all right, so you're bending back your light onto trauma. You're transporting your light, transporting your consciousness back to that wound, shining light on it for processing. And this is this is what reflection is. And that can look like journaling. It can look like meditation, therapy, uh, just talking to a friend, uh, reflecting on choices, uh, forgiveness, forgiving others, forgiving yourself. That is a form of reflection. Um, taking accountability for your actions. Um, imagining, exploring what other choices you could have made. Um, art is a reflection, creativity. These are all tools to express reflection. I'd even go as far to say like dreaming is like another state of reflection. Like your reflection, you're reflecting even when you're sleeping. Mm -hmm. And then that reflection, that reflection leads to enlightenment. Okay, so the root word of enlighten is in lux. Okay, Latin root in lux means to be in light. So when you bend your light back, your consciousness back on it, you shine some light on it and it starts to heal. Okay, I kind of imagine, you know that part in Toy Story where 
um, the little the bad kid. He's put me putting the um, the magnifying glass in the sun and burning a hole through Woody. That's what it's yes. like. Okay, <laughs> to your to your little black hole. That's what you're doing by reflecting. Okay, it's not a light switch. It's more like a swirling. You know, think Milky Way. Milky Way in the center. There's a black hole. All of us. We're, that's where we're heading. You know, over billions and billions and eons and eons. That's where we're heading. Uh, again, macro, micro, above and below. Um, so, okay, so how is your body a meat suit time machine vessel defined for, uh, designed for expansion and healing? All right, so when there's tears in your expansion of light and you as the universe flowing through your body, do this, okay? You pull up that file, okay? That trigger comes to you, beep, 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 pull the lever, cronk, okay? That trigger, trigger starts and, you know, your, the universe puts its little foot on the emotional gas pedal, okay, using emotion, emotion, energy in motion. Got to have a little energy, vroom, vroom, okay? We put all those heightened sensory files that we stored away in our body. We pull those up so our body can be physically transported back to that time, okay, in feeling and in mind, uh, back to that place, back to that wound, and uh, with awareness and practice, uh, we can learn to ignite our spiritual headlights, aka reflection, and we can reflect light back onto that wound to become more enlightened. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, you know, zoom, come back to the present and then continue forward with our journey. Okay, does that make sense? Your body is an organic meat suit time machine vessel <laughs> spiritually designed to expand and the capability to heal itself okay expand heal expand yeah heal. i think i mean to emphasize that point that we have the capability to heal ourselves our body is designed to heal itself not just physically not just when we get a physical scar but also our emotional and spiritual scars as well we have the power to heal those and i just i know so for so long i was waiting for the people who hurt me to come to me to heal these scars and then i finally had to acknowledge that i have the power to do that thing to transport myself back there to those times and rewrite history and i've been doing so much rewriting history but not in a way where it's like delusional right it's not Oh, I was a millionaire. You know, it's really going back to those times when I believed that I was a problem or when I believed that it was my fault that the bad things around me were happening as a small child or I just I earned the abuse that I received and had to go and, and, and talk to myself and, and heal that. So thank you. For that. Right. I mean, like and it's hard to it's hard to realize when we kind of consider and understand time is linear you know man-made concept of time or we overly identify with our ego and you know what's happening to us uh, but like i mean the truth is or when we you know think that we have to go outside of ourselves to find externally uh some kind of answer when it's all it's all inside there's an ambulance passing by that's fine um, <laughs> So, yeah. Um, and then, you know, when that light is restored, then then you get enlightenment as well. You get wisdom, you get lessons um, every time that your, you know, your meat suit time machine uh, heals. It can go forward in peace and it can go forward to expand into higher states of consciousness, into more awareness, more knowing. And when your body resonates with higher frequencies, when those little fires are put out, 
okay, around your energy field, your body can resonate with higher frequencies and attract more things of higher frequency to you. It's like Wi-Fi. It's like dials on a radio, okay, radio stations. Uh, once your body is in that healed uh, state, it can start to attract more of what you want. Yes. And I just said this last night. Like, I literally was just saying this, or maybe today, to boo. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm watching this happen. The moment you, like, shifted your outlook, then, like, I'm seeing everything around you just, like, happen the way that you're desiring it to. And that was the same for me. The moment that I shifted my thoughts, my when I did that healing and I said, okay, I am a healed person. I am a good person. Everything around me, my energy, it, or everything around me starts to reflect my energy, I should say. Yeah, it does. It, it reflects your energy. Your body is a beacon and can resonate with higher frequencies. So, I mean, you just attract those similar things. It's like when you're when you have trauma, it sends out a beacon, sends out a signal, and attracts those same things back. Um, you know, that's the nature of the universe. And what I see as expand and heal, honestly, is like an inhale, exhale. Like it's a breathing of the universe, you know? Mm -hmm. You have to heal, go in to heal so you can expand. And then with more experience, more, more knowing, okay, there's, there's more things to eventually be healed, maybe growing pains, you can call them. So you got to heal and then expand, heal, expand. It's like a breathing in and out kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, man, you make everything make so much sense. <laughs> so yeah that's the light lesson just to review okay trauma means wound trigger pulls you back okay reflection you bend your light bend your consciousness back to that time uh and shine some light on it and then when it's healed you're enlightened and then you means you you know you're back in your light there's knowing there there's wisdom there and you have that you can take forward with you and you can expand even more Yes, you have to. I think you and I are naturally the kind of people who believe anyway that everything that happens, good or bad, there's meaning behind it. And I search, I mean, my entire life, as I said, okay, if there's no meaning, if there's no purpose behind this, then God hates me. I yeah. refuse to believe, I refuse to accept that God hates me. So that's not what it is. So there has to be meaning and purpose behind this. I'm not going to be a victim of my circumstances, these are blessings. And I remember like hitting a rock bottom, like, okay, maybe they not, you know? <laughs> but it took a long time for me to, to get there. So I'm constantly enlightening myself because this thing really hurt me or this thing was really hard or I wasn't my best here. I need to figure out, I need to get to the root of that and then like apply that to some less, there was some lesson in this. Yeah. And I'm gonna, I have to move forward a better person constantly evolving and constantly enlightening myself to the point where now I just feel like the sun, you know, like there's yeah. just nothing but light because yeah. I just continue to do that work. And I just, I feel so good about it. You know, in the work, what I'm hearing when, when you talk, it just sounds like all I hear is like, you are just curious, you know, you mm -hmm. ask these questions and then you, you went searching, you know what I mean? Like, just by that simple curiosity that we talked about last time in mm -hmm. uh, in the other episode, which is staying curious, asking yourself questions. Curious means care. It means to care for yourself. And really, that's how you start to heal yourself as well. I mean, that's part of the reflection. Yeah. So, yeah, that's awesome. 
Well, thank you for that light lesson. I look forward to integration stations so that we can see how you've been applying. Um, the next segment that we're going to do weekly um, is called Here's What I Heard. And for me, I believe wholeheartedly that music, um, I don't know about anybody else, but I know that music absolutely speaks to my spirit. And I can tell what kind of mood I'm in or what kind of day I'm going to have by the kind of music I'm listening to. And I really am not into low vibey music. I know a lot of the, like, I love hip hop. I love R&B. Like, I, I love it. And a lot of the hip hop that is popular right now is really low vibey. And like, you hear it in it immediately, I can feel it. And it doesn't feel good. So we were listening to like Afro beats today, which is like high vibes. Um, and it just makes you feel good. And I was like, I, I only listen to music that makes me feel good. And I know like when I start listening to like you have two different Janae Icos. Okay. And I love Janae. And you have like before Janae where she's like really hurt by Big Sean or really hurt. She was really hurt. Um, and then she just came out about her addiction and things like that. And then you have her now, since she really has been more enlightened, she's more spiritual. So her later music, I love. And sometimes I slip into that old Janae or I slip into that even Summer Walker. And like all of a sudden, like I drop and I know it's it's happening because music just has that capacity, I believe, for all of us. Like that's the point of music. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I first opened myself up very recently, I've been doing a lot, a lot of healing, a lot of work. And though I've been married before and I was married to a very, very wonderful woman um, who loved me and, and cared for me, I was not in a place to know or receive love because it's not something that I ever actually experienced or witnessed or saw. Just, you know, love, especially love like that, a romantic love. Um and after doing a lot of healing, that's when I really had to acknowledge, okay, this well, you know, this was a trauma bond. We have to acknowledge that I was homeless, you know, and there was a lot going on. And I really appreciate this relationship. I appreciate who you are and who you were during that time. And now that I have healed that trauma, I actually acknowledge that we're not what's best for one another. Which put me in a position to actually really feel and experience love the way that it's been intended for us all to feel and experience it, I just hadn't had that capacity because it was so blocked. And when that happened, music started sounding different to me. Like I said, every song made so much more sense. And I'm like, this isn't just pretty words. Like this isn't just like poetic language. This is real. Like I literally can feel these feelings in my, like, you know, there's things that I would say where I'm like, this sounds like some stuff. Maya Angelou were right. And I was like, oh, because she had the capacity, because she actually was open to this type of spiritual connection. She was open to receiving and giving this kind of love that I was not. Yeah. Um, so now even like I am consciously more aware of the lyrics. So then I'm even more aware of something that's low vibe or I'm more aware of something that's that's vibrating pretty high. You know what? I mean, yeah. what you're saying right there is when I said music as a form, I mean, as art is a way of reflection, there, mm. there's art that is reflecting and there's art that is not so reflective. You know what I mean? Like, 
and maybe that's what it is that you're kind of registering like this is there's not a lot of light not a lot of wisdom not a lot of uh enlightenment from all the pain and suffering and trauma that whole experience you know what i mean pulled yeah. through to the end maybe that's what you're picking up yeah that's exactly what it is it's like i can't i cannot sit in someone's trauma i can't sit there when the music when the music is just out of pain and out of trauma and almost perpetuating it mm -hmm. i it makes me physically uncomfortable i cannot mm -hmm. do that i need to be on the other end of it you know, I need I need to hear the music once you've carried yourself all the way through. So it it definitely I can feel it. And one there, there's everybody knows I'm a huge Beyonce fan, but I'm hey. I'm not like a Beehive fan. And I, I've kind of I used to feel guilty about that until recently. I felt guilty. I'm like I don't. I've been to one concert. I have some Ivy Park stuff, but by no means am I about to break the bank on Ivy Park. Um, I don't have a lot of her merch. Like I'm not somebody who's like super involved with what's going on with her kids, things like that. I just have an extreme level of respect for Beyonce. And so I'm like, what kind of fan am I? I'm not doing a good job of being a fan. But it's like, it was just that she resonated with me. And I didn't know why again, until I got to this place where all of a sudden it's like something has been unlocked. And I am like consciously, I'm able to hear the lyrics to her songs in a way that I was not before able to understand what she was saying. It's like she was speaking directly to my subconscious. And then when I reached this place where I was actually ready to hear, like my trauma was not blocking that anymore. All of a sudden, everything that Beyonce has ever said to me subconsciously rose to my conscious. And then when I listen to her now, I'm like, sis like you've been talking to me this entire time and everything right. you're saying makes so much sense i wish i had listened to you earlier because i would have been on my way you know like i would have been mm -hmm. headed in this direction but i just was not in a place to hear what she was saying yeah and you want to look like you're say it whatever you're oh about i'm just say. saying like i listening to, i was listening to her the whole beyonce i heard you <laughs> i heard you beyonce <laughs> but it, it's like and then i also got this respect for the fact that like wow now when we look at the difference between um b-day and self-titled that was her like falling in love with herself mm. that was her finally saying i'm not gonna be the person who you all desire me to be, I'm going to be me. And mm -hmm. then every album after that has been more and more. We are, been, we've been on this spiritual journey with her yeah. and just to see those parallels, like, Oh my goodness. Like, and okay. So I'm going to get into the lyrics now for beyond for bigger. Now y'all, we know Beyonce does not play. So we're not even <laughs> I'm not even going to play around and play her song. Like, I don't know. We love her and we're not going to mess with whatever she has going on. Yeah. Copyright rise. Look, uh, but I can sing it though. If you need me to sing it. Absolutely. So <laughs> please sing it. So I will say it. How about, or do you want to just sing it? Like, do you want to sing that? it? Oh, I was just joking. Let me pull up the lyrics. I'm, you know you can sing. So I'm gonna. Read, I broke it down um, by stanza for me to, and then I'll like each stanza. I will then tell you what I'm hearing from that song. So the first uh, stanza: If you feel insignificant, you better think again. Better wake up because you're part of something way bigger. You're part of something way bigger. <laughs> you're uh, not not just a speck in the universe. 
not just some words in a Bible verse. You are the living word. And I want to stop right there. Do you want to sing your boo? I mean, you're part of something way bigger. You're part of something way bigger. Bigger than you, bigger than we, bigger than the picture they framed us to see. But now we see it. And it Come ain't on. a secret. Hey, okay, so break down the first part. Okay, I, I'm gonna break it down. I have to tell the people, I remember crying. I told you this when I went to see was it Susical senior year in high school. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I sat there and cried. I just I mean, you just move me every oh my I'm <laughs> okay, so um, if you feel insignificant, I mean, I remember having this moment back in September, like I said, like I hit, I would call it rock bottom, where I was in my closet crying like this past September, like I have always believed that there was a purpose to my pain. I have always believed that I was going, that I'm going somewhere. I found it to school and I, I wrote this book and I'm trying to do something good and it's just not picking up. And I, it was, it was my rock bottom. I call it my existential crisis. I crumbled and I literally felt insignificant. Mm -hmm. I felt like, okay, these things are happening to me and not for me. And I had not been there before. And so when I'm hearing her say this, if you're feeling insignificant, you better think again, you're part of something way bigger. It's like her confirming, like absolutely each of us plays a very specific role in this thing called humanity. And if we all woke up, and this was actually my graduate address when I graduated from um, IUPUI for grad school, like we all have a, you know, we're all on this purpose. And really the our purpose is to heal ourselves and then the world. And then this thing, whatever we're passionate about, whatever we've been gifted to do, we're supposed to be using that to benefit humanity, right? And and, you know, if this were all perfect, if, if no one had any trauma, if there was nothing bad going on, then every single person would just be contributing their thing to this bigger plan. Right. Like we're all and everything is just so we hate everybody hates to acknowledge it. But, you know, like in every single religion, it talks about how all of this is mapped out for us. And that doesn't mean that horrible things that happen were timed and what they're supposed to happen that way. I was supposed to experience something bad. It had to be that bad. You know, I was supposed to experience something that enlightened me, but it didn't have to be that thing. But there would be something. OK, um, but not just some words in a Bible verse. You are the living word. When I finally came to acknowledge and accept that we are literally manifestations of God's love, each and every one of us is a manifestation of the love that our universe, our God, Allah, whatever you want, whatever we want to call it has for us is not just some words. So we're looking down. Well, what? And I would tell my mom all the time, like, come on, we, what did the Bible say about this? It all comes back to that love. We are, we're not just, love is not just a words in a Bible verse. Love mm -hmm. is us. We are the living word and the living word comes down to moving and being loved. Okay. Next part. You're part of something way bigger. Oh, you already sang this. Uh, <laughs> you bigger than we, bigger than the picture they framed us to see, but now we see it. It ain't no secret. Come on. Like that's she's making it plain right there. Like we there's been the frame has been controlled for far too long. For far too long, we have been convinced that we are insignificant, that we are lesser than, that we don't have 
the access to the power in us that we actually have. And as we're waking up, Beyonce is like, no, sis, we see it. It's no secret anymore. And we're seeing more and more people snap out of this thing. And we're like, I am going to actually step into my power, into my truth. And I'm going to get what's mine. Like, you can't keep me from it anymore. The one person, you can't keep me from it anymore. You know, if you want to, no, like the power is not yours. Yeah. The power is each and every one of ours. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Understand the truth about that question in your soul. Hey. Look up, don't look down. Watch hey. the images unfold. Life is your birthright. They hid that in the fine print. <laughs> no, come on, this is a team effort. Take a pen and rewrite it. Understand that question or understand the truth about that question in your soul. You know there's something pulling you. Come on, don't give me the preaching, y'all. I'm gonna give you my cash app <laughs> for the tithes wow. and offering. <laughs> but seriously, you have to understand that that thing that is pulling you, that thing that you feel, that thing that you know about yourself, that is your truth. And you have to shine some light on that. No, that is the truth about you. That is your truth. Not what anybody has ever said about you, not your pain, not your guilt, not that shame that you're carrying, that dream that you have about yourself, that those visions that you have about what your life should be, what you see in other people and desire is because it's in you. It's just hidden under some stuff. Yeah. Um, before I move on to the next one, did you have anything to add? Um, no, I, I wanted to sing the next part, though. Go ahead, honey. Step out your estimate. Is that what you want? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Step out your estimate. Step in your essence and know that you're excellent. Rise. Spirit is teaching. No, I'm not just preaching. I'm taking my own advice. Come on. That's my favorite line. <laughs> yes. Step out your estimate. That, honey, like when I finally accepted that one right there, I am, I was getting close. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, I was getting as close as I possibly could to the true essence of India, but I could never actually, I'm guessing who India is at this point. I can't, I couldn't see her. I couldn't, I couldn't feel it because mm -hmm. there was so much pain, so much trauma, so much darkness, whatever you want to call it, that was masking that. So I had to say, like, I'm giving like a good estimate of who I am and who I should be and who I desire. Mm -hmm. to be. But by no means have I stepped into my essence and I have not accepted that I am excellent. And from like by this process, I mean, it's a years by this process of really healing all of these, not even just childhood wounds, because there was wounds from being at a PWI, you know, as a young black girl, there's wounds from the relationships that I engaged in. There's wounds from jobs that I had. I had to heal all of these wounds to really get down to, I am a good person. I am love manifested. Mm -hmm. And once I accepted that, those two truths about myself, and yes, I am going to get that Nobel Prize that I claimed when I was in school. And yes, I am going to have a show, you know, like these things that mm -hmm. I had actually scaled back from that I had became fearful of claiming once I was like, no, nah, you know, like I've gotten a good look at India and she absolutely is going to get a Nobel Prize. Uh -huh. She absolutely is going to make the world a better place. She absolutely is love manifested. And honey, like I, I walked into my school. Because if, for people who don't know, I founded a high school here in Indianapolis, and I told one of my I told one of my staff members I've decided I'm famous. Shoot, <laughs> and what else? 
Like, I, and when I'm like, I, I decided, <laughs> you know, like today I decided that I am famous for being a world changer, you know, like, and that is what it is. Mm-hmm. And that's me stepping in my essence and knowing I'm excellence. I'm not going to wait for anybody to acknowledge what I'm doing. I'm going to acknowledge it. And I'm going to own that I'm a good person. I'm doing good work and I just love people. So thank mm-hmm. you for that, Beyonce. I can't wait to talk to you in person. I know, um, right? Can we turn the show? <laughs> but then if you're feeling frustrated, you're sinking. And you know, this part was beautiful to me because I realized she's talking directly to her kids mm-hmm. or her family in general. She's talking generations. She's talking to her descendants who have not even arrived yet because when she knows she'll be an ancestor one day. I got y'all. Whether I'm here in, in, you know, in the physical form, I'm here spiritually, I have you. If you're feeling frustrated, you're sinking, I'm jumping in. Forgiveness is key because we're fighting something way bigger. Forgiveness is key. Beyonce is dropping knowledge to y'all. Yeah. Forgiveness is key. And it's not forgiving that other person. I didn't have, to, I didn't need to wait for Brandon to forgive me for how I was an asshole to him from third, you know, however long, third grade to whenever when. Mm-hmm. I had to forgive myself. I had to really look at my behaviors then. And by no means was I, you know, like just abusive or just horrible person. Right. But it wasn't, it didn't sit right with me because I know that that's not who I am. And I carried those things with me. And I had to look at India who was who behaved that way and say, you know, just like you say in our opening, that was necessary. You were you found it necessary to be to defend yourself and you defended yourself against everybody, honey, even people who wouldn't bother you. But you it worked, you know, it it worked to get you out of that. And now you are here. And I I've cleared those. I've, I've cleared that trauma. I've cleared those judgments of myself and I'm releasing it. I forgive myself for it. So that's not holding me back because, honey, as long as you're still, oh, well, I did this to my kids or I did, you know, just beating yourself up about it. You'll never be able to step in your excellence. Yeah. Or the first time somebody brings it to you. Well, I remember back in 2015. I remember back in 2012 when you did and you allowed them to pull you back in that you'll never be able to step into your excellence. You have to release it. You have to say that was my trauma. That was not me. My trauma is gone. I am healed. It's not here anymore. Mm-hmm. I am not. I was never the person who you experienced. I was a that was a survival suit. You know, yeah. you got it. So thank you for that. Beyonce. Did you have anything to add to that one? I just love her. Just uh, how you were saying about forgiveness and how I was saying it's a form of reflection. And through that forgiveness for yourself, you reflected your light back onto those those times and healed yourself from that. So then when those triggers do come along, I mean, they're not triggers anymore. You know what I mean? Like if someone came to you today and was like, remember in 2015, you would be you wouldn't be taken back to that time and feel like a horrible person again. You would literally just be like, you be able to take responsibility, accept it, apologize, and not roll around in it. You know what I right. mean? Right. Yeah, because that ju- that self judgment is gone. Mm-hmm. And since I'm not judging myself because I've healed that, I'm no longer defensive. I was probably one of the most defensive people to walk the face of this earth. You know, like <laughs> in my eyes, Same. I was yeah. really yeah. defensive because I had to be. There was no one outside of me to defend me. 
You know, so I was there. And now I can say I can I can just see it. I can own it. Yes, I did that. That is not reflective of who I am or who I've ever, ever intended to be. And I hope that my words can heal you. And I know that really is going to take you to accept that and heal some things in yourself. You know, like I don't say that part, but that's the truth of it. They your words can only do so much. And we, I was actually talking about this last night, mm-hmm. even as someone with all of the experiences that I had in childhood, I'm doing the work to heal those things, but it's still a load to carry. You know, as the as a child, if you experience any kind of abuse, if you experience any of this, like you when you're over it or not, when you've when you're past it, when you've healed it and you're still in relationship with the people who did these things and they've not healed theirs and they've not taken accountability, you're bearing your your it's like bearing the burden of forgiveness. You know, like I have mm. to constantly remind myself that I need to act in love, that I have to stay here. And it's, it's like you're I can be triggered, but I'm I, I, I'm not going to do that. So I've healed my part of it. But I, I do have to acknowledge that the full healing means that you have released that too. you mm. really you're not still bringing that to me. And as long as you're still bringing it to me, I have to actively engage like an extra light. You know what I mean? Like I will not be pulled back into that thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But then the last line of that, you'll never lose. We are winners. Please acknowledge that. Like if I'm trying to get everybody to understand we were not designed to lose. We were not designed to suffer. We were not designed to be miserable. The moment you just like step out of that pain and step into this thing that's calling you, you're going to win. You're going to rise to the top. And that's why Brandon and I can say like, yes, we're going to be doing this thing at a huge scale because it feels right. And we're doing something good, right? We're doing something that benefits people. We're not going to lose. We understand that, that there is no failure in this. Right. Cause the intention is there. Yes. The intention is there. So here she is talking to her descendants. I'll be the roots. You be the tree. Pass on the fruit that was given to me. Legacy, we're part of something way bigger. So she understands, like, I am, now that I have this knowledge, I am, and you and I talked about this too, like, just imagine that next generation. Like, if I'm starting from here, Mm -hmm. and I've cleared all of it, so all of the intergenerational trauma that I inherited, gone. I've cleared it. Yeah. And I'm looking at these kids and I know that I'm going to do things that are, it's not going to be perfect as parents. We're going to, we're going to do things, right. but they're, they're building off of where we are right now. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Beyonce. Yep. Literally an extension of your awareness. You know what I mean? Like yes. they have their own experiences. And as you said, you know, there's no, I mean, people mess up, people are people. So there's, it's like, you can't, you can't really, there's no way around traumatizing someone on some level, you know what right. I mean? But just the level that that kids can start off as mm-hmm. younger, believing that, clearing those things, or even parents clearing those things and then not passing those loops uh, of trauma on to their children for future generations and so forth. Then, mm-hmm. yeah. And then to have the tools, because now I know my kids will have the tools. I never wanted to have kids, right? Like Because I'm like, no, like I refuse <laughs> to do this to somebody else. Like, <laughs> absolutely not. Um, but now 
it's like I look forward to that because not only is all that cleared, so I know I am actually bringing in kids who are starting with like a clean slate, but then they're being equipped with the tools to manage like in a, in healthily the mm -hmm. trauma because pain, we know pain is inevitable and mm -hmm. suffering is a choice. So they will have the tools to manage those things in such a healthy way where it's not going to hold them back. It's not going to poke holes in their light and cause darkness. And even if it does, they'll still also have the tools to be mindful and to reflect and, you know, like these, so they will have those tools. Yeah. Um, I'll end with her saying, let love be the water. I pour into you, you pour into me. There ain't no drought here. Bloom into our actual power. So she gets it. It's all about love. It's literally all about love. And, and this is what we're doing here, pouring into anyone we can reach, period. You know, like we just want to pour that love into whomever. And then, of course, we hope that love is poured back into us. And that's how this thing continues forward. So mm -hmm. thank you for attending today's Here's What I Heard. Look, I heard it too. Amen. Love it. Thank you. All right. So this next section is called Integration Station. So this is just a, um, this segment is really about uh, just integrating some of the lessons uh, that we receive, you know, uh, some of the lessons, the enlightenment. Uh, the wisdom that we get from uh, from healing, from overcoming trauma, uh, from asking questions, from being curious, um, just applying those things in real life, uh, integration stations. So about what, just to kind of go off of what you were talking about raising kids, I feel like that's a, that's a huge integration. You know what I mean? I mean, if you can, all the things that a parent can overcome, all of the things that they can heal in themselves and all the tools that they can pick up that are, that are healthy coping mechanisms that are, you know, um, you know, from, from the heart, from love, uh, passing that on to the children, that is literal integration, like literally literally um, but i wanted to talk about just a couple of things that happened to me this week that i just kind of realized like damn like i'm integrating right now like <laughs> look mom i'm integrating you know what I mean? like literally <laughs> um so yeah so okay so this week we're all, I, like quite often me my brother my dad and my sister we all get on facetime you know i'm off in hawaii they're back in indianapolis and i just you know so we get on facetime and i forget what started the conversation my sister's getting into astrology lately and you know i've been studying astrology since i was like 12 so like you know i know things um so but my brother was like you know astrology is not real blah 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 you're entitled to your own opinion, like whatever, that's fine. But anyways, what had what happened was like he was like kind of like yelling over us, like raising his voice. He was like, nobody can really get a word in. If you've ever argued with those kind of people where it's like you can't even get a word in, like they start raising their voice, they cut you off, you can't speak over them. And I'm just like, there's just no point. But then so later. I like send him a message and we like we're saying like sorry whatever things like that but uh because during that time i was like are you triggered i was like it's gonna be okay like oh like kind of like condescending which i realized in myself i was like oh i was like that's something that i mean he even told me like that's something i used to do when we were kids mm -hmm. and i was like i'm even having like a trigger reaction to him like yelling and being himself mm -hmm. i'm even having a reaction 
And I was like, okay, well, I'm not about to pass up this opportunity. Like, I'm not about to talk about this. So, like, I was, I made him like a little video. I was like, look, I'm coming to you in a video because you know I can't talk to you face to face. You're just gonna talk over me. So, and I was like, you know, made it cute, made it, made a laugh out of it, and said sorry first. I was like, that's the first thing, you know, for reflecting. I'm sending my light back. To that time I'm saying I'm sorry for that you know what I mean I'm sorry for those times that I was condescending to you and made you feel like you don't know you know you like you're not okay or something's wrong with you and when we're really just like bouncing off of each other and then that made me realize I was like you're one of my biggest blessings you know what I mean to have a brother where we, we're like we don't we know each other's kind of bullshit and you know we don't let each other get away with it and that's mm -hmm. what triggers us and like, I mean, like if there's any more like, you know, powerful pairing, okay, we're gonna, if God's really up there being like, we're gonna put you two together and be like, y'all about to be brothers and y'all about to figure this out. And you know, a year apart, a year and a week apart. So y'all are gonna be super close in age and, you know, handle things the same way with the same intensity, just kind of on a different coin, different side of the coin. And I just thought that was really interesting. I was like, Jamie, I was like, you're my biggest blessing. like all of this stuff that we went through, like me and my brother, we used to like fight. And a lot of it was, you know, when I was bigger than him, I was like, you know, the bully. And then when he got, when puberty hit, he got bigger than me. I was like, okay. I'm <laughs> I remember we got those muscles. <laughs> uh, stupid. So, so yeah, but you know, and the thing is like, I was just, I, I got to um, a chance to integrate, you know, a, a trigger that was just newly realized uh, to myself by reflecting. Uh, and then that gave me the wisdom. And we you know, both said, sorry. And I said, you know, I'm aware of it now and I'll be aware of it going forward so I can treat you differently and, you know, relate to you differently. I was like, because there's no sense in us being in our 30s and on the phone arguing like we're 12 and 13 again about astrology, you know, right. I mean? it just seems so silly. So I, I really found I, that's my first like integration stop on the station, integration station. Like that was just really, that was a big moment for me. And yeah, I feel like that kind of got cleared or at least started to be illuminated. You know what I mean? I'm happy for you. Yeah. And then the other thing, okay, so the other thing this week was um, I was sitting uh, on the couch with my husband and I remember he was saying like he felt sad and he had felt lonely. And so just out of nowhere, I just, I was like, okay, close your eyes. And I literally was just like improving it. It was just, it was just coming to me. And, and this is what I mean when you get some kind of wisdom and you're able to apply it in real life. I just felt like that's what I was doing. So. I had him close his eyes. I was like, think back to that time. Imagine you're in that place again where you first felt lonely. And uh, and like, and then I honestly felt like I was there with him. Like I could kind of see where he was. You know, it, it may have looked completely different in his mind, but like I was there with him energetically. And like, I asked him questions, guided him through that. And then um, like, even like, you know, I was like, okay, so you're a kid sitting down, all the kids are over there playing, you're kind of off by yourself, feeling lonely. That's the first time you felt loneliness. And I was like, okay, so imagine a ball rolls over to you and, and a red ball, I don't know, I just saw a red ball rolled over to you, you know, hit your leg, you pick it up. I was like, what does a ball represent to you? And I forget what he said now, but he was just like, but it just gave him like some kind of uh, 
resolution, gave him some solution to uh, that time in his life. So I was like, I'll be damned if we didn't just like teleport back until, you know what I mean? To soul uh, 2005 and uh, and clear that for him, you know? And he like started to cry a little bit. I know he doesn't mind me telling like, you know, anybody, but he started to cry. And you know, that's when I was saying earlier, trauma stores in the body, like that energy is finally being released and those tears are coming out and they're mm -hmm. releasing all of that, you know, damaged DNA, all of that stuff that's in tears, all of that energetic wound is being released. And yeah, I thought that was really like, I was like, wow. Like, first of all, like, what did I just do? Like, I, right. I was really just winging it, but it's it was very intuitive. And yeah, I thought that was a very uh, interesting thing that happened this week. Yeah, like a whole shaman. Um, <laughs> like I was just telling you when you were talking about you know, I forget how you phrased it, but I was thinking about what I told you before about how earlier today I went back to the neighborhood where you and I lived when we were younger. And I said, I have to know I'm going to go to the apartment. I'm going to go to the door. I didn't get out of my car. You know, somebody still lives there, but I'm going to go. I'm not going to say the address, but I know these, this address by heart and I'll never forget it because there was so much horrible stuff that happened there. And I mean, by that point, it was coming from my own bullies because I was being bullied and uh, and like what, what was happening inside the, the just like abuse and violence that was happening in there and just my feelings of loneliness and how I, I remember going from just being this kid who just had an appreciation for everything about the world to being someone I like in that apartment that's where I shifted to someone who realized I can't trust or not even realized but I believed yeah. that I could not trust anybody that no one was here to protect me there's no one here to love me and I have to defend myself against the world and there is no such thing as comfortable there is no such and family is bad you know like these are all the lessons that I learned in that apartment Mm -hmm. And so today, just such a beautiful day, spring equinox, and it's just like driving around. And I was like, I have to do this. Like, I need to go there. And I've been saying it's clear that, you know, I'm clear that it no longer serves me. You know, I, I'm, I'm not triggered by this anymore, but I need to know that. Yeah. And, and like, I'm driving. And she's like, why would you go? Like, why would you go somewhere that's going to trigger you? I'm like, well, the point is that I don't believe it will. You know, the, the mm -hmm. point is that I believe that I am, I have elevated to a place where I will not be triggered by this anymore. I need to actually go there in order to know this to be true. And I'm not saying that's for everybody, but that's what it was for me. And I drove by it, you know, I turned around, like I, I sat there for a minute and I said, like, I looked at the door, I was like, yep, this is it. And I was able to talk about horrible things that happened in there without feeling anything. And I know this week when I finally cleared everything, and shut the door on all of it. That flutter that used to be in my heart went away. It's, it's not there anymore. So I would get that flutter. Like that was when I would know I'm being triggered. And I didn't yeah. know that. It's like an adrenaline rush. And mm -hmm. I would feel this flutter. And I was like waiting for it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't feel the flutter. And yeah. it's happened a couple more times this week where like I was in meetings and spoke up. And I would do it anyway, but I would speak up with a flutter. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, the flutter is not there. You know, so it to know that I actually was really able to enlighten myself and, and to a place where I am no longer fearful 
of anything. You know, like I, I've mm -hmm. always said I don't have fear, but I, I had fear. I just couldn't name it. I didn't know what it was called. I just mm -hmm. And now it's not there anymore. And it's just so great to have been able to integrate all of my lessons yeah. right to this point. And, I, and we know it's not like we've been doing this work since birth. Um, and now yeah. bringing everybody along, like I don't want any of our listeners to think like, oh, I love my child at home. Like I didn't clear it. I can go to my, please don't, you know, <laughs> it takes a while to, to get there. And, and you have to know, I was aware that there's a possibility that I could be wrong and there could still be something there. And being here right now could take me in the other direction. So, so we just have to keep doing the work. And just that, just that curiosity alone uh, is what is a major driver for your healing. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, I'm just curious. Let me just whip her on around through and see what's up. You know what I mean? That curiosity, that is the thing that is the driver of it all. You know, I mean, if you want to talk like, I mean, the, the reason why I'm part of the reason why we all manifest here as consciousness, you know what I mean? Like in the physical mm -hmm. form is to be curious and to expand and grow and learn and you know and love and see what this is like see what this is like we're all just like god is just playing like puppets you know on his fingers <laughs> of different personalities how they interact mm -hmm. with that and explore this way and every angle and that's all it is it's all curiosity yeah yeah and i and honey that curiosity got me beat you know it's <laughs> I'm like for, and I don't I'm like why can't I stop asking questions? I remember being in the car with my mom driving to Kentucky or something. I was like, I wonder like why squirrels, you know, like I wonder if squirrels get a second go around, you know? <laughs> like like <laughs> because dang, like why do y'all have to cross the street? Like why do you have to you know what's gonna happen? And I'm just asking all these questions, like, do they not go tell their cousins? Like <laughs> this thing. Like I tried it, you know, like we already lost a couple. Like, why have they not? <laughs> wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> like, yeah, like I wouldn't recommend everything we need is over here, you know. Like, <laughs> ask these questions, and she's like, You wonder, and like you're always wondering about something. Like, I am like, I'm trying to figure out how this thing works, you know, like this yeah. if I'm gonna live here and right. be part of this thing that's called humanity, like I need to figure out. What's up with it? <laughs> That's why kids ask so many questions. They're trying to naturally expand their consciousness. They need to know, like, you know, okay, I'm here. This is what we're doing now. So, like, how, how do we do this? You know what I mean? What's this? What's this? What's that? They're just trying to make sense of everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, did I cut into your integration station? No, or? not at all. No, no. Okay. This is all part of it. So. Yay. Um, I did want to say one last thing, and it's actually what you had mentioned earlier, um, how, you know, as a way to integrate um, more, you know, for a while I found like I would like listen to somebody and I would get some, you know, get some wisdom, get some perspective, and then it would go out the window, it would go out, you know what I mean? But one thing that really stuck with me is, um, is the thing I heard is that things are not happening to you, they're happening for you. So when you kind of switch your perspective on when things happen to you, if you can, for example, I would I was literally, literally driving in the car and I was just like, you know, had a little road rage. And I was like, oh, like, okay, this person in front of me is not going, not going fast. I was like, okay, 
even something like that, why this is not happening to me, this is happening for me, so I can clear and be aware and clear this roadway rage of yes. hurry and rush and things like that. And then also, you know, it could be happening for me to not get in an accident or mm. to not run somebody over, or hit somebody with a car, you know what I mean? It could, so many things that are beyond our, our perception. But when you start to switch that perspective, of you know things happening to you versus they're happening for you for your growth for your learning for your enlightenment mm -hmm. uh just the universe is just knocking and asking every time with every trigger uh then you can really start to be aware of what things really are and then you can really dig into that healing because it's like you said it's not a light switch like it does not switch up and down like the milky way it's a spiraling light a spiraling healing towards that black hole where whatever it may be Yes. And when you say that it's not happening to you, it's happening for you. It just takes me back to our good sis Beyonce. Look up, don't look down and watch the answers unfold. Mm -hmm. Because we get so caught up a lot of it. And I grew up like in a missionary Baptist church, honey. Like I was in church Sunday to Sunday, choir, usher board, dance team, Bible study, all of it. <laughs> I was just taught any answer that you want is in this book. Right. You know, so like, if you want the answer, is there so then with that mentality if that's the case if every answer is in in the bible then i'm not going to look at the experiences that i'm having as lessons because the mm -hmm. only lessons that are for me from god come from the bible is like no i mean this is a great starting point you know and everything that is happening is also information it's all data that you should be use unpacking you know to understand and yeah. also these things are happening for a reason. It's not just because they're going to carry you to your destination. It's because they're going to inform and enlighten your path to get to your destination. Every mm -hmm. single time you're not, you know, like looking at it to learn from it, that you're so off course mm -hmm. because you're not taking in that information. What yeah. are you taking in? What are you learning from? What are you allowing to guide your, your journey? Again, reflection. Uh, it's all about reflection. Yeah. So we don't have any listener letters to my knowledge. And oh, sorry. Did you have anything else for integration? Oh, no. Nope. I'm good. We don't have any listener letters to my knowledge. And like, so if anybody's watching, I know you're watching. So I can see the number of viewers that we have. Um, if anybody has any questions, like this is a great time. To add to uh, put a comment, hopefully we can see the comments. Like last time, we couldn't even we couldn't Hold see up. them. I'm hoping that they're excuse me they're popping up this time. Wait, so I put the thing. It it goes live on your Facebook, my Facebook, and the and our YouTube channel, right? Yep. Okay, let me check my Facebook and see. Look, that's what I'm gonna do too. Why not? Don't mind us, friends. Don't mind us. We just want to make sure we're not neglecting anyone who may have ask the question. No, I don't see any. I don't see any. But now you know. Now you all know. Feel free. You'll um, email. Let me put it um, down here on the banner. Mm -hmm. Spirituality369 at gmail.com. Six, six, well, I can tell me one more time getting over. <laughs> 
Come on, you can take us about the. No, <laughs> no, no, go that far. I tell people, Lancaster I'm not. Lancaster and Woodlark. Right, Lancaster and Woodlark. Woodlark. It's always going to be what it is. It's always there. And I own it. And I'm happy and I'm grateful for it. You know, yeah. like I don't tell people, being like founding, doing the things that you and I have done, we have actually traveled the whole world. You have performed before strangers. You know, the things like being from where we're from definitely gave us the the um courage <laughs> to do mm -hmm. everything that we've been able to do i tell people like there's something about being from the far east side of indianapolis because you don't you just you have to be built different you just do so then you're able to just knock over brick walls and i'm watching so many people just rise to the occasion as we enter our we're getting, we're approaching those mid thirties, you know, like as we get there, like, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, um, as we get to just watching people rise, like we have no choice. We yeah. have no choice because we, we've been through the fire. Yeah. Yeah. So if there are no questions, we will move on. Or do you have anything like this? Just, we could just kiki for a minute before we go to our last section. I don't see any either. Let me check my page. Nothing, no oh, questions. Oh, oh, just, uh, oh, here it is. I see 12 comments. Uh oh. Oh, it's all my mom. Hi, mom. Yeah. <laughs> I love it though. Hi, Brandon. I mom. love it. Hi, mom. <laughs> it says 12 comments, but I see my mom. Oh, she's just commenting on throughout the video. I see how it works now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting old. How does technology work? Right. <laughs> reality. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Okay. Well, we will move on um, to heal that. And yeah. this is our last segment. And this is, you know, there are podcasts that I listened to or used to listen to and love, but they just became so like low vibey where it's just negativity. And, and I like to talk about pop culture. You know, like I, I just, I love it. Um, but I don't want to do it in a way where I am stepping outside of myself yeah. judging people ridiculing people like it just can't be that but there are many an opportunity uh with reality tv to really talk about some healing or trauma in action and so one like i i love reality tv and i used to enjoy it because it gave me permission to hate people honestly like it just <laughs> i don't know them so i could talk like i remember on my you know my younger days like trashing jackie from basketball wives on Twitter because she was just a mess. And, and that time, like, I didn't have a lens of, oh, this woman is, you know, this is her trauma manifesting in these. I wasn't there. I was 20 something years old, just steeped mm -hmm. in my own trauma. And she was just the subject of my ridicule. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if she blocked me, honestly, because it was just <laughs> constant, you know, like you, reality TV gives people permission to just trash the average person. It's yeah. horrible. Yeah. Um, so it, I definitely acknowledge that I grew from watching to ridicule to then watching just like to study human nature. And I'm watching like Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. I will binge Love and Hip Hop Atlanta every single season because I I just am watching human interaction and like, oh, my gosh, like their trauma is conversing right now. They are not mm -hmm. hearing each other. Or she made this assumption and that's not even what was going on, which then triggered him in this way. Oh my, it's like, it's so informative. Mm -hmm. um, 
so like heal that is no different from the conversations that I have with myself. Because I'm telling myself in a heartbeat, India, you need to heal that. You know, like that, you need to search yourself, find it, and heal that. And with my friends, and it's been something that I've had to learn over the years. Like a lot of times I'll say things that people aren't ready to acknowledge, people aren't ready to hear or address. Like you can't be telling people they need to heal their abandonment issues when they're not even ready to acknowledge they have them. Right. You know, so what issues? Right, I don't, and then it's so tight. <laughs> Man, how do I keep losing friends? You know, but it's just like you can't do that. So it's like let's let's use these opportunities from from reality TV to talk about some healing in a way that won't cost me any more friendships. Okay, um, and this like, and I know that this segment comes from a place of love because I'm love, and you know the people who are discussing this segment, I do believe like they'll come across this and they will be able to find healing from it. So while they're being trashed on Twitter by everybody else, perhaps this could be the one message that they receive where maybe it offers some light, some healing. And um, I've been saying for the longest, once you can name it, you can't blame it. So we said, we name our trauma. We name these things that like we can't keep blaming it on that. So whomever we discuss, you know, I, I can't, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a psychologist or psychiatrist. Um, but, you know, there's some truth to what's about to be said. And once we, once we name it, we can't blame it. So if you find yourself, you find some similarities in, with the person, or if you happen to be watching, we're talking about you, like, go ahead and name that thing and know that you can't keep blaming it on that anymore, but you got to go and heal it. So first up is Miss OG from Basketball Wives. So I'll be educating you, I guess, on Brandon. I don't think you're super into reality TV. Like It's I. all you, girl. Take the stage. So <laughs> OG from Basketball Wives does, she, last year, last, last season, she 100% triggered me because I have experienced so many women like, like OG, and who is, highly defensive so i'll say oh gee she's a she's a nigerian woman she plays professional football um and she came on i think basketball wives like into seven seasons and she just joined last season and you come into a group of women it doesn't matter you come into a group of rich beautiful women who are connected been on tv for years you're going to, you know, there's going to be some insecurity. There's going to, there, it, there just will be, it'll raise something in you. And the entire world watched OGB trigger in this way where she was highly and still is highly defensive. I'm not going to go into everything that happens. I don't want to misspeak, but in this last episode, um, the women in her, in their circle, we're really trying to pull OG in and talk to her about these accusations of colorism that she's made. And, and they've been broad accusations where there have been lawsuits and now death threats and all kinds of things because she's accused these women of being colorist against her for calling her aggressive or, or for saying, you know, for referencing animals, whether or not they were talking about her or her, or her behavior, she receives everything as though it's about her. And there are multiple times in this episode where she brings up things like, well, you made that post. And, and they're like, girl, that was about my kids. Or that was about my, my kid's father or whatever. But that had nothing to do with you. And it's like, oh my gosh, that defensiveness is rising in her because she's been traumatized somewhere. She has to heal that. And until she does, 
She's going to continue to assume that everything is an attack on her. And she's not in a place to acknowledge that she also is doing harm or that they, it might not be that they're just attacking you because you are a darker Nigerian woman. It might be that they're not fond of the way that you make them feel because of your, but you can't, you have to be able to reflect and see how you're behaving to know that, oh my gosh, my behaviors are triggering these people. Yeah. Um, so she is, um, dang, I just went through all of it without reading it. She, <laughs> two weeks ago, two episodes ago, she recalled that uh, she was told by one of her teachers that in first grade, that she wouldn't ever amount to anything because she's black. And she's like, I don't, you know, like people are colors. And I know this because my first grade teacher, I was told this when I was in first grade. I she said, I'll never be anything because I'm black. And we're like, well, you're talking to a room of black women. So there's a woman, a couple of women who are also her complexion. And they're like, well, you know, we're this, how are we colorist against you? And we're the same. Well, you called me aggressive. Uh, you called me aggressive and, and you know, I have you have more Western features and I have more African features and for you to call me aggressive and I have these features. It's like she's like, I called you aggressive because you said that you would rip my head off. You know, like you threatened you literally to said something aggressive. <laughs> like You literally threatened to kill me. That's why yeah. I called you. And, she's like, and she said, you can't use that word against someone who looks like me. It's like. That's not how this thing works. And then you start talking about like featureism. And it's like, you say these things about me. And, and she said, when you take the lighter side as opposed to the darker side, that's colorist. And like, no, sis, that's not the way that works. It's right and wrong. So it doesn't matter the complexion of the person who was right or wrong. And we're not attacking you. You didn't get kicked off the show. You're not arrested. You know, like there's nothing. But we're going to let you know that you're wrong. But in her mind, don't say anything to me. Anything that you say to me is an attack on me because of my skin color. Mm. And we know, okay, let's, we, she has to go back to that first grade moment, what was said to her. And she has to acknowledge that you are on TV. You are, you know, you're a beautiful woman who's dating people who are other people won't, you know what I mean? Like you're, you are a professional athlete. You are brilliant. You're all of these things. So that teacher was wrong. Yeah. You know, like she was wrong and release that. And she can't, right. that you have to go to that place, sis, please, for for all of us, because she's ruining the show. You know, like it's funny <laughs> to watch. And it like, I, I feel triggered by it, or I did until I was able, and this probably just accelerated my healing. Everybody around is triggered by it. Like Shawnee O'Neal, it's like her show. And she's like, I can't even do this no more. It's leaving. You're ruining it, and everybody's trying to tell her that. And I'm like, man, if y'all just tag me in, like, let me go talk to her. I want to go talk to her. Please. So, OG, I am telling you, until you heal that pain from those experiences and acknowledge that you have outdone anything that those people expected of you. Now, sis, I know you're Nigerian, so your people expected the world of you, and, that, and that's what you're giving them. But these other people who said that you wouldn't amount to anything, like you far exceeded that. You far exceeded that. So you can go back there and heal that and say, as a strong, black, powerful, I don't even like saying strong anymore. I don't want to be, uh-oh, is this, I don't know, my phone is not ringing right now. How bad? 
Now, why would they do that? Okay, sorry about is that. It a, guys. Is it a listener? <laughs> it probably <laughs> we make, we is. Call, uh, you know, when they come on the it, it probably is. Like now is not the time. Now <laughs> is not the time. Um, but you, you know, like you, you gotta go back to those moments and acknowledge like they were wrong. And I remember doing this. I was in third grade, and I was put. They had two reading groups, and I was put in the tor the the tortoise. And of course, there was the hair, and that stuck with me. And I was in. I became an English teacher, founded a school, all these things, and it still stuck with me that I was put in the tortoise group at, instead of the hair group, and it really impacted the way that I approached reading for the rest of my life. Yeah. And then I became Facebook friends with the teacher who put me in that group, and I started to see that this woman is actually a racist. You know, like everything about everything. And she and she was my favorite teacher. I loved her so much. And to see these like comments that she makes about people and see the way that she talks about people, I'm like, oh my gosh, like this woman has very racist, very limited views of people like me, particularly kids who lived where we lived. You know, like they you don't expect anything of me. Uh -huh. um, and so I had to say like that being put in that tortoise group was literally a reflection of this woman. It had nothing to do with me. As a matter of fact, we did my, we took my IQ test and I remember knowing what my IQ was then and knowing what it is now. So how could I ever own that I am an unsmart person because this one woman put me in the tortoise group? That was her problem. That was a her problem that had nothing to do with me. That was entirely her. And so I released that and then I published a book, you know, or maybe I published a book first, but either way, a book was published and I had to finally release that and understand that that was that woman's belief. Were you about to say something? Oh, I was just going to say through your example that you're talking about. And then also what's the, what's her name? OG mm -hmm. through those examples. It's, I find it's often because of those things that we, you know, that we push ourselves to the limit and be uh, and to not believe what other people think that we are, you know what I mean? And that is like, that's really something excellent right there. You know what I mean? And yes. that's really important. I don't want to glaze that over. It's because of those traumas and, be, you know, at, that you're even in this position because they they were the driving force for you. You know what I mean? Yes. Then, you know, like, so. And then you have to see that you have to thank that trauma, like accept it clear it, like release it mm -hmm. and then like not carry it with you because it's no longer serving you. It served yeah. me to the point that I was like, I'm going to go to college because you got me messed up. I'm not, a, I'm not a hair. I'm going to go to grad school because I'm not a hair. I'm going to found this I'm school. I'm going to publish this book. I'm going to do these things because I am not a hair, but now mm -hmm. turning into resentment. Yeah. And at the point that it's turning into resentment, this no longer serves me. I have to clear it. Yeah. It has to be gone. And I need OG to do that. She has to acknowledge the ways that she has benefited from this. And yes, yeah. there is colorism among our community. And yes, there yeah. is anti-African beliefs. That there, I mean, there are all of these things, but this is not what you're experiencing right now. What you're experiencing is judge self-judgment and insecurity because you also have owned these beliefs and right. we can say oh no i believe the darker the berry the sweeter the juice and all these things but until you actually truly heal those uh that trauma where you have been made to believe that you are less beautiful or less than you 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 have not owned it and you do not actually believe that you are as beautiful 
as those other women. And until you actually do believe that, you will continue to judge yourself mm -hmm. and then be defensive in every single setting when you're not surrounded by Nigerian women who have the same aesthetic as you, because we also know that not everybody from this is a huge country, so not everybody's gonna have the same aesthetic. So she she has to heal every single time that that happened to her back then, which developed this belief in her that she was less than because she's judging herself and she's putting it on them. You know, she's saying you all believe this thing. Like she's making these assumptions, and we mm -hmm. talked about assumptions last week. You're not in love with yourself if you are making assumptions about how someone is reacting to you. Because I love myself entirely, I'm going to assume that you love me too. Period. You know, I'm yeah. because I believe that I'm beautiful. I'm going to assume that you also believe that I'm beautiful. Because I believe that I am smart, I'm going to assume that you also believe that I'm smart. Yeah. I'm not going to act out any other way. I'm not going to let but my behaviors reflect any other belief that I have because I've now reached a point where I 100% believe and know these things about myself. So you know what I'm about to catch me out here acting a fool in the streets mm -hmm. because I don't have a reason to. I mean, and you know what you said about the resentment. I mean, if she still believes that, no matter what success, you know, that her success was in a way driven by that, but no matter what success, if she still believes that and that's how she feels inside, that's still all she's gonna see on the outside, no matter what the success is. You know what I mean? Like. Yes. Mm. Yeah, and I really feel for her because it's like you can't even appreciate this opportunity that you have. You can't you're not appreciating this group of friends, these women who you have mm. who they were a mess, but we've watched them grow and heal over the years where now they're like we really just want a sisterhood. We mm. really don't want to be bad vibey all the time. And we and I mean they're carrying crystals and clearing their energy and talking about all these things and it's her like they're trying to clear themselves of the energy that she's bringing and you are not serving yourself you're not doing yourself justice you'll never be able to appreciate it you'll never be able to appreciate those blessings because you're so steeped in that trauma so my prayer for og and anybody else who is experiencing this is that you are able to truly go back to those moments have those conversations with younger you and correct what will and take back what was taken from you? I think that's right. thing. Like take it back, mm -hmm. OG. You gotta yeah. take it back. Yeah. Um, and then my second one, or did you have anything else to add? Um, I forgot. So go ahead. <laughs> so my second one is about Drag Race. I was telling Brandon before we started. Drag Race will make me cry before anything else. Like I don't care weddings. I might cry. Like you know, like I don't. <laughs> but Drag Race makes me cry because we're watching people experience breakthroughs and there's nothing more that i love than watching people experience breakthroughs that's why i'm in education i tell people like i don't get baby fever i get teenager experiencing a breakthrough fever when that happens i feel it in my heart so drag race is just constantly watching people have breakthroughs like every step of the way like and they're healing this trauma you have these these queer people you know queer people who we understand as two queer people, we understand all that comes along with being us. Yeah. And to be very publicly on national TV, 
breaking free of every experience of trauma, you know, being abandoned by your parents or not acknowledged by your loved ones or being gay bashed like this last episode. Uh, one of the one of the contestants was his arm was broken. I think in elementary school, he was literally gay bashed and just watching them overcome all of these traumas and have these breakthroughs and really step into them. I'm like, oh, my gosh, lip syncing for your life literally means like Rue wants to see you like, OK, like I'm going to get out of my own way. I have mm -hmm. to. This is my final moment, my final chance to get out of my own way. And yeah. now I see like I get it like, oh, this is why this person got cut. This is why this person stayed because this person, we saw you get out of your own way because it was do or die for you. And mm -hmm. Tina Burner is a, a performer from New York who just could not, you, she could not get out of her own way. And I was so, I was sad for her because she's very talented, but she, they kept saying, you're one note, you're one note. And they're like, why won't you evolve? Why won't you grow? And she's like, I'm good. You know, like, I'm good at this thing. Like, what more do you want from me? And then right before she was eliminated, before she had the lip sync for her life, her mom came on and she's like saying all these powerful things. Like a lot of stuff that I wish I would hear from my mom. A lot, you know, like, it was just beautiful. And she said, like, I, I, I never thought that I would hear these things. My mom has experienced bipolar disorder and depression since my childhood. And I had to grow up really fast. You know, like I had to grow up really fast and I was the adult. And she's explaining that on my, like, oh, her defenses are high or his defenses, like the actual human, his mm -hmm. defenses are very high and very strong. And it did work for him. You know, like this worked for me. I survived mm -hmm. up to this point because of who I am right now. And again, my prayer for Tina Burner is that you go back to that childhood, to those moments where you did have to grow up fast and you weren't able to be curious and to explore and, mm -hmm. and, and make mistakes and do all those things and heal that so that you can allow yourself to continue to evolve and mm -hmm better because you're going to be you're going to be back for all stars we know this so <laughs> i just you know heal that and release that your mom it seems like she's grown and so so much in such a way where you you're, you don't have that responsibility anymore so you can let those defenses down now so yeah those are my two i'm the pop culture queen i guess but those are my two <laughs> heal that for the week and that kind of brings us to the end of the episode it does and as we're coming to the end i just want to say thank you i'm getting like uh, messages from my sister my mom i see Domaris from high school Yay! Like, thank you guys so much for uh for supporting us and coming on and just you know just being a part of it being a part of the community that's what we really wanted to create here is a community feel where people come together and we heal each other alongside each other and share each other's light and i'm just so excited uh, i'm so excited so thank you guys for joining we're both so excited yes. and yeah it's fun thanks for coming yeah. to listen to us just talk <laughs> all right thank you yeah and like really this is all about us like as we continue to heal and like evolve like we just we literally i tell people all the time like i'm just trying to take everybody with me uh -huh. what's the point what is the point of being like someone who's just operating out of love all the time and it's like mm -hmm. seeing their dreams come true but then the people they care about around them or even strangers are just steeped in misery like that i don't want to be happy yeah. everyone else is in misery so mm -hmm. 
come back every week and we won't be continue to do these on Saturday nights. You know, I, I mean? literally like have the thought like almost daily, like nobody left behind. And I said, nobody. Like, nobody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nobody left behind. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. So we're happy. And every week we'll just get better and we'll get better when you all join us. You know, send us those emails so we can have some things to talk about. Those listener letters. We won't use your name if you don't want us to. It'd yep. be whatever. Give us the name and we'll use that. Mm -hmm. um, and then we'll be able to have people on. So if you're interested in coming on and talking about your journey, please. Like, we love all of that. Yeah, love it so much. So, yeah, thank you guys for coming. Um, please feel free to share our, uh, share our, share our videos, uh, like mm -hmm. our videos. Um, yeah, we have a YouTube channel. We have a Facebook page going to be coming up soon and, uh, I'll be connecting some of my, I'll be sending out invitations for our Instagram account as well. So look out for those and we'll see you guys next time. Yeah. And we're going to be on the, the podcast platforms, right? Yes. We're on Spotify as well. Spirituality on Spotify mm -hmm. currently. Um, and then our YouTube channel is uh, Spirituality as well. A T spelled like T-E-A. Like Got it. <laughs> all right. We love you all. Grace yeah. and gratitude, love mm -hmm. and light, all of those things. And have a great rest of your weekend. And we'll see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye.